0: Get to the sports, kingdom Welcome to the sports, kingdom Welcome, 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 kingdom, kingdom. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I am joined by my co-host, Tyler Pachulki. What's up, TP? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, Dick. My Seahawks got their first win the
1: season. I'm excited to play 40 over par tonight in our men's league game. It's all yeah. it's all good.
0: Yeah, we got a we got a big game tonight. Yep. Uh, game number three, uh, in the in the Northridge LA Looking for Park. that third dub. Yeah, looking for that third dub in the Northridge LA Parks and Rex League. Uh, how was that a uh, fruit bar you were oh, eating God, over there?
1: Disgusting. I almost didn't make it. <laughs> I,
0: told, I told him when he was going to buy it in the convenience store that it was probably going to be nasty. <laughs> and he didn't believe me. And he bought it anyway. And r- two seconds before we decide to start the show, he wants to open it and take a bite. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs>
1: oh, it's gross. The, no, I tried to, this is what I get for <laughs> trying to eat healthy before a game.
0: Yeah, the face he made was absolutely priceless. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, before we start, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show. Check us out on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK Show or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. So Lakers Media Day was yesterday, and Tyler and I are super excited to be able to talk some Lakers hoops as training camp officially opened today on Tuesday. We got Tyler's updated NFL power rankings presented by the Cup Barbershop, and of course the picks of the week. Uh, We're going to close the show with the two-minute drill like we always do. Uh, And to kick it off, Tyler, how'd you do in fantasy this week?
1: I went one and one, which is all right. Uh, I'm feeling good about the TSK show league, so that's all that really matters. Okay. Um, but uh, I did. I am zero and three in my other uh, in my other money league. Uh, that's not good. Zero and three, terrible start. I played against the most uh, points, um, so I that, that makes me feel a little better. And I also made a blockbuster trade on Sunday. Ooh, who'd you trade? Um, I traded uh, Kareem Hunt. Who's you know my uh, first my first round draft pick? It's so, a pretty big name. Uh, this was this is kind of nerve wracking. But I trade cream hunt for Mike Evans, straight up. It's uh, I play in a league where receive it's very receiver friendly because you get a, a one point per reception. So, oh, okay, that's nice. Um, receivers tend to be the highest scorers. So and I didn't have a good. I had Doug Baldwin who went down, unfortunately. So I, so I felt like after zero three start, I had to make a big move. I still have Melvin Gordon, so my running back scenario is all right. Um, and I brought in Mike Evans.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, li- like you, uh, you made a big move. I'm looking to make a big move in the TSK Show League. Uh, I did get my first W in the TSK Show League this week.
1: The thing about the big moves is you got to give up someone.
0: Exactly. That
1: that that was the toughest part, and well, I basically had to figure out, you know, what what good player that I could part the with.
0: Problem, the problem is here is I want to give up Amari Cooper, and it's like he doesn't really have a market.
1: He doesn't have to trade that's what I mean. You have to trade someone that's worth something. Exactly. To get something back. But you gotta see where, you know, shuffle it around, see where who's on your bench that can be a starter, you know, and then you look at that position, see where you can trade from that position. Yeah. Um over
0: overall overall this uh this weekend I went two and one out of my three leagues. Uh like I said, I got my first W in the T S K Show league. I beat my buddy Zach. Yeah, Uh, we
1: it's it's been a good league so far. Yeah, it's Um, been very competitive we got one undefeated team. Shout out to Corey. Yep, we got yep. one uh we got one team that hasn't gotten their first win yet. Steven, you're Ugh. you're working on it. You'll be um, all right. It's sorry. early. It's early. Funny enough is uh Steven is in the other league that I'm in, the Blue is, Dog is League. Is he
0: three and in that league? He's
1: the one that had Mike Evans that I traded for Kareem Oh. Hunt, which is okay. actually kinda weird. I didn't realize that. But he's in both he's the only person that's in both of my leagues. Interesting. Yeah. Um but, yeah, it's it's been a good league so far. We've had pretty pretty competitive games all around. Everyone's teams are pretty legit. And that's what I love about, you know, a bigger money league is that everyone's teams are good. Yeah. Um, they always have a shot. And remember, our league, eight teams playoffs. So yeah. everyone's
0: still got a shot. That's the Definitely. best part. It's, it's, there's a lot of time left in the season. Uh, in my one loss, though, I finally decided to give in, and I started Patrick Mahomes over Matt Ryan. And if I had started Matt Ryan, I, I probably would have won.
1: Hey, that's all right. Got it. Got him truck on Patrick Mahomes. You can't be. You can't be mad about starting him.
0: Do I start Patrick Mahomes Monday night? Yes, absolutely. You
1: start Patrick Mahomes for the rest of your life. <laughs> the rest of my life. For the rest of your <laughs> life. Yep. Oh
0: man. Do you have him in our league? Is that the league no, you're talking about? No, uh, it's I was uh, say. Yeah, my, for The rest of your life. It's uh, my twenty dollar league. Yep. But yeah, so two and one this week. You went one and one. Yep.
1: Um, Moving on up
0: Yeah I mean Fantasy It's 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 a crazy It's a crazy crapshoot.
1: This is uh, To me Week four is when Like the Like I I compared it to um, I compared it to The all-star break The NBA Yeah Um, Once week four starts That's when bye weeks kick in I think that's when people That are like active and, And really know What they're talking about Separate themselves Because of the The lineup adjustments They make the right moves Definitely So this is your shot To make up the games now I hope so I hope so. Week four, week four to thirteen is like prime time. That's the prime, yeah. That's the prime uh, fancy football time.
0: Yeah, but all right, let's jump right into your power rankings. Yeah,
1: let's do it. I am mixed of emotions for this week. Well,
0: first, first off, we're gonna we're gonna kind of change up the the structure, the, fo- the structure and bit. format yeah. a little bit. Yep. Uh, normally, we'll we would do just the straight top ten and then we would go through each game for the entire week mm-hmm. and make our picks. Uh, we've decided to condense those segments, and when we talk about Tyler's power rankings, we'll talk about Their the, t- the top 10's upcoming matchup for that week and make our picks for that week and then the picks of the week segment will be all of the teams that are outside of the top ten.
1: You don't want you don't want to hear Duke talk about the Rams twice. You don't want to hear me talk about the Patriots a bunch. This is a way to kind of clean it up. Yeah, condense it. Condense it. Make it We're, make already more t- We're already talking about the team. Might as well talk about their upcoming matchup. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, so the big shakeup this week. Uh, I decided that this week I'm handing out props to the, the teams that played well this top three, uh, these first three weeks. Um, these aren't teams that I normally, you know, put
0: in, but I always put in the same teams because obviously I like the same teams week in and week out. Well, when I saw when I saw your top 10, uh, when you sent it to me, I was kind of shocked to see some of these teams in yep. there.
1: There's a lot of teams that, you know, I, I do think that they're a top 10 football team at the end, but this, you know, as of the first three weeks, um, I'm they're not, not... going to put them in. Uh, so you got teams like Green Bay, New England, Minnesota, and Atlanta. All four of those teams are pretty much regulars in my top 10. Um, none of them in the top 10 this week wow. so um, wow, wow, I'm not, wow i'm not i'm not i'm not putting i'm not putting people in the top 10 just uh, just because of past success yeah. So if so, you don't
0: if you don't deserve to be in the top ten, you shouldn't be there. So I'm throwing a lot of credit out to teams
1: I don't normally throw credit out to in, in like the the six through ten range. of okay. my, my power rankings. Okay. And um, so yeah, we'll start we'll start it out and it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. We'll see how this goes. Uh, All right. So who you got
0: at number ten? <laughs> yeah. This is oh
1: god. And see, this is so hard to do because <laughs> it's like you know, like I said, Green Bay, New England, yada yada yada. I think those teams can always win, but these teams have played well this year. And we'll start out with uh, Washington D.C. the Redskins. Yeah, and they're Um, on a bye this week, so they're on a bye week. Uh, This is, which is tough. I think having the first week four bye week is like the toughest one, Um, just because it's such a long stretch of games. After the fact, yeah. Um, But they're two and one. They're tied for first in the always competitive NFC East, so they are absolutely still have their hands on the driving wheel. Um, They control their own destiny. They uh, they just came off a uh, a big win against Packers who are number six in my power rankings last week. Yeah, I
0: don't think a lot of people had the Redskins winning that game. Yeah, I, d- I definitely did. I didn't.
1: And uh, so yeah, they beat one of my top ten teams. Their first place and one a, a, a very competitive NFC East. And you know, I like a lot of the things they got on offense. I like some of the pieces they got on defense. I'm not a huge fan of this team, but they're they're producing. Chris Thompson and Adrian Peterson look to be uh, Adrian Peterson looks re- like he's they 4 compl- years younger. I love both those guys. They're, they they complement each other super well. Um I have a lot of respect for Alice Smith. I think he can win. It's cool that he's playing with Vernon Davis again. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um so yeah, I got I'm going to I'm going to throw some throw the Redskins some props this week and they're my, they're my number 10.
0: Hey, first place gets you in the top 10. Huh? First place gets you in the top 10.
1: Yeah, no, that's, I mean, exactly. And that's, and that's a league that I have a lot of respect for. I think they pump out some of the best football teams. Agreed. Um, Coming in at number nine, this is a team that I thought would be a bottom five team this year, uh, is the Chicago Bears. Um, They've beaten, they beat my Seahawks. Uh, They've also beaten Arizona, another one of my teams. The only game they've lost this year was that miraculous run that Rogers
0: made at the end of the game on one leg. And uh, Rodgers is probably the only quarterback in the league that could have done it yeah, outside that, of probably Tom Brady.
1: Exactly, and I don't give out moral victories, but you know they've they've won two games. That's the only game they've lost. So, to me, they've been in every single football game they played in. Uh, they got a lot. They're they're kind of a young gun football team. I like the way they're built. Um, I love the combo of Cleo Mack and Roquan Smith, a linebacker. Uh, I love Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen as a running back combination. Tariq Cohen's your classic. I think Tariq Cohen's an old school like three down running back. Yeah. Or not. Sorry, not Tariq Cohen. Jordan Howard, I think, is an old school three down running back, and Tariq Cohen's a great, you know, third, compliment. Third down scat back
0: type. Yeah, he's a great compliment to that.
1: And uh, and I've always been a, a fan of the Tar Heel Mitch Trubisky. He kind of you know if he can progress a little bit and get you know get a little bit higher up into that quarterback tier, the Bears could be a really good football team.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's definitely shown flashes of uh, a lot of great potential. Um, it just it just all depends on the development that yeah, the, he, the Chicago Bears yeah. ha- have him go through. He's not quite there yet,
1: um, but he's getting there. He's he's yeah. making good progression. Um, he's a big athletic kid, moves around pretty well. So and hey, uh, let's
0: let's also not forget that Khalil Mack has outstandingly just changed that entire defense. Changed on his the whole own. team. I mean, changed yeah. the whole
1: team. I think he brought a completely new energy. Um, he's making pl- big plays on defense, and that. The Bears have to be good at defense, and I think this is the right way to build their team. They've got a young quarterback, they got good running, a good running game, and now they've solidified that defense. Um, you know, the Bears could be a really, really good football team in two to yeah. three years. Um, I think they could be a really, really good football team. So, yeah, i have thrown them some respect this week. Two and one, um, they're yep. number nine. This week, they're going to play the Bears, uh, or they're playing the Bucks um, yep. at home. Um, but I like the Bucks in that game.
0: I have the Bears winning that game, actually.
1: Okay, there we go, perfect. And that actually segues uh, good into number eight because number eight is Tampa Bay. Oh, that's perfect. So, um, so yeah, I have the Bucks mm-hmm. winning that game. Um, I have them at number eight. They moved up two slots after a loss, which is which is weird, but um, they're lot that you know. Fitzmagic almost came back on Pittsburgh. Um, they beat New Orleans. They beat Philadelphia. I think they have had the toughest schedule the first three weeks of the year. Yeah, they have. Um, and they came out 2-1 and one with their backup quarterback. So uh, Tampa Bay moves up two slots to number eight. Um, they were
0: ten last week. Even with the loss, they even, move up two even slots. Even with the
1: loss, because you know that's a tough three games. The Saints, the Eagles, and Steelers are all good football. Yeah,
0: teams. and and to be perfectly honest, I mean, I hate to I hate to be cliche and use the line that everybody's been using, but Fitzma- Fitz Magic turned into Fitz Tragic in the first half. But he turned it around. Yeah, he tur- he was able to turn it around. They they were able to to mount a somewhat of a comeback. Mm-hmm. They weren't able able to get over the hump. But
1: hey, if it wasn't if it wasn't for James Conner running strong at the end of the games, moving the chains, they would yeah. have they would have gotten the ball. I mean, Fitz had the ball um, with the chance to win it. They punted, and then James Conner ended up closing it out. But yeah, Ben Roethlisberger they, they, came, they almost came back from a seventeen point deficit in the fourth. Um, and Fitz magic, you know, in the first half, those bad plays, I, you know, I don't think all those plays were his fault either. No, so not all of them. I was worried. I was worried because the numbers. Um, I didn't want him to lose his job, but I think uh, I expect him to be starting week four. I
0: think the way he performed in the second half and how he was able to respond to such a shitty first half, he will be the starter week four.
1: That's what I like to hear, and that's and that's, and I agree completely. So yeah, I got I got the Bears. Winning in Chicago.
0: No, you have the Bucks winning in no, Chicago. The Bucks in
1: Chicago. Damn it! See, they're <laughs> too close together, Bears and Bucks. You have the
0: nine. You have the Bucks. I have the Bears. Yep. yep. All right. That's correct. Who uh, do you have at number seven?
1: Number seven. This is probably the surprise um, ranking of the week. I gotta say, um, completely underestimated this football team. We'll see if it can last. Uh, I'm not completely confident in that, but. 3 and is 3 and 0, Miami Dolphins, number the, 7.
0: I'll tell you right now it's not going to last, but you're right, they are 3 and 0 right now. They're, you have to respect they're it.
1: They're 3 and 0 right now. Now, you know, when I roll out Tampa Bay's games of New Orleans, Philly, and Pittsburgh, now Miami has played Tennessee, the Jets, and the Raiders. Um, 3 pretty, games, that, pretty easy games. 3 games I think they were, you know, they were in, not necessarily I was picking them, but they're that's not the most competitive teams in the NFL. So they did what they were supposed to. Can't take it away from that. Tannehill's playing amazing. He's hot right now. Yeah. Um, they've still got they've still got some big names down there on defense. So you know, I got I got to give it to him. But this week they're they're going up north to play the big bros in Foxborough. Yeah. This is this is where um, the, they
0: run into trouble. This
1: is a funny game. We were laughing about this matchup earlier because, man, New England's pissed off. They're coming in New England's house. Uh, New England's one and two. I think the Patriots are gonna really try and put the beat down on Miami.
0: I think they are gonna put the beat down on Miami. Yeah. yeah. So I got Patriots winning that game big time. As as do I. I
1: think this is a this is gonna be a good week to play all Patriots in fantasy football. Yeah. I think everybody's got a shot at getting a tutty.
0: Yeah, I think I think the Patriots are just at the point to where I mean, look, the last time they started one and two they went twelve and four. And a lot of people are writing writing them off already, including myself because I said it last week when they lost. I, I'll say it again. I don't think Tom Brady has as much in the tank as people think, but still it's it's the Patriots and you can't count them out.
1: Yeah, and they still got the rest of the team they still got the coaching staff. Um, they're gonna be they're gonna be all right. Uh, Patriots are gonna win that game big and then uh, I expect. I expect the rate, the Dolphins to fall fall out of the top ten. I don't like to be a pessimist about my number <laughs> seventeen, but. You know, we'll see if they if they play well against the Patriots, then they might be able to stick around. You know, yeah, they, they might. That, that can definitely happen. So if I, it,
0: if it turns out to be like a three point game, maybe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Bucks lost by three, and they they
1: moved up two positions. So that's a fair it, point. When everyone, when all the good teams up the top are losing, it gives you a shot.
0: But it also wouldn't shock me if these three games were the only three games the Dolphins win.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's that's and that's how I feel. I didn't. I don't think they have too much too much going on. No, I don't uh, feel like they do either. I think it, they're they're similar to the Seahawks where like the the names that they lost were pretty big names uh, from last year with the Jarvis Landry, JJ e. and Dominique Sue. Um yeah. that's a lot of that's a lot of people to replace. Yeah. Um so moving on number 6, this is a team that is normally in my top 10, but uh they're new this week. Uh, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. This this spot was really tough for me, um the number 6 spot because I basically like I said, I was trying to throw a shout out to the teams that played well the first three weeks. And I'm not necessarily a huge fan of And that was, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10. So six, I was going to say for the one, one and one teams, Minnesota, green Bay and Pittsburgh. I wanted to pick one of the three. Um, it was really hard for me not to pick green Bay because I think they got screwed over on their tie, uh, with the call on clay Matthews. So I think that the green Bay package really deserved to be two and one and should be in this spot, but they're, they're they're coming off a bad loss, um, and I got the the Steelers holding off Fitz Magic comeback a little a little heavier. So I got Steelers at number six.
0: Yeah, for a team for a team that's been through in such a short amount of time during this regular season, been through so much adversity for them to be facing a comeback that uh, the the Buccaneers were trying to to throw at yeah, them. Yeah, that
1: game was like that comeback was just set up for them to lose. And exactly, they, and they held on. And that exactly,
0: was, and you know, I had Tampa Bay as a top
1: 10 team last week, so I got to give the Steelers props for beating one of my top 10 teams, um, and green Bay lost, So I got Steelers at number six. I, and they're, they're playing the Ravens this week. Uh, that's going to be a tough interdivision battle. The Ravens have played extremely well this year. Yeah. Uh,
0: Sunday night football too.
1: Yep. And the Ra- the Ra- Oh yeah, it is. Uh, the Ravens actually have the second, um, largest differential in the NFL. Um, they're up. 40, no, 44 uh, 44 points this year. The haven't. Ravens have looked pretty impressive
0: this year. So this this gonna be a good game. But uh, I think being in Pittsburgh, I'm gonna go with the Steelers. I actually have Baltimore upsetting uh, Pittsburgh at home. Baltimore even was it's a not... team.
1: Baltimore was a team that was on the cusp for me, putting in the top ten. Um, I think they're they're a good team. Their I, offense is playing really well.
0: Yeah, their offense is playing really well. Their defense. Uh, Eric Weddle, Terrell Suggs, all Still the names you've all yeah. the names you've heard of a mil- for a million years. I just, I think that uh, Pittsburgh, it's, they're going through a lot right now.
1: They are they are and Pittsburgh's not a team that has to win a lot of games early cuz they always turn it on late. Um, yeah. They know how to, they, they cold know when to turn the switch on. And they're a cold weather team so that's always going to play in their favor, but this is a division rival right now. They've already tied the Browns. They got to win, you know, they got to no, win. No, don't get me game. wrong.
0: I think this is a must win for the Pittsburgh Steelers or else their season could be in turmoil.
1: You don't want to be playing catch up to in your division, you know. No, I mean? you especially to this early. Games, yeah. So um, number six, Steelers. Uh, moving on, number five, this is a team that lost. Um, I, I got them moving down three positions. They were my number two team in the league uh, last week is the Jacksonville Jaguars, two and one.
0: Yeah, I mean, hey, they they lost to
1: Tennessee, which I don't really like, so they had to drop drop three positions. For sure. Um, it was only a three-point loss, and I think with Fournette and the game, this team is just such a more dynamic football team. Um, so once Fournette gets back, I think they're going to be, you know, stay in the top five
0: yeah i mean it's for me it's just that defense that that's what they're gonna have to rely on especially if fournette is is out for an extended period of time so that defense has played amazing
1: there's yeah there's still the there's it's still saxonville so yeah
0: um you know i kept him in the top
1: five uh because i still believe that I believe that, you know, the Jags and the Chiefs are the teams to beat in the AFC, and that's coming from a lot because I feel like New England's number one at all times. So um, Jags Jags, still a top five team, even coming off of a bad loss. Um, they're going to fix it. They're going to be all right.
0: Yeah, and they're playing at home this week against the Jets. And mm-hmm. I mean and I think I, that's an easy win for them. I, I think that's a, a win for, for yeah. Jacksonville not, as not, well.
1: Yeah, not the Jets aren't competitive, but coming into their home, um coming off a loss. I don't think the Jets have enough on offense. Um a rookie quarterback against this defense is gonna be tough.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So uh, number four, uh one of my favorite teams. This is actually the team that I picked to win the most games in the NFC. Unfortunately, it looks like the Rams are gonna ruin that prediction. But uh I got well, the New you don't know about that right nah, now. No, but I got the New Orleans Saints, two and one. Um I think they actually started the year off with a loss. They did. So I was like, okay, the team I picked to win the most games starts out with a you loss. You also
0: picked, you also picked them to win their division, and I had the Falcons. Yeah, and they played each other this week, and, and they
1: got the got a big win against the Falcons in it, overtime in a was shootout. A, yeah, and the Saints have shootout. scored so many points. I mean, when that if that defense um, can get it together at all, they're going to be a problem. Um, super confident in the Saints, and this is their last game without Mark Ingram. Yep. Which I think Mark Ingram is going to help out that defense by moving the chains, um, keeping the defense off the field. Um, I
0: got the Saints going into New York this week, winning against the Giants. I also have the Saints winning against the Giants. Uh, I just think flat out they're the better football team. New York really hasn't shown me any reason to think that they're a good football team.
1: No, you can't. You can't rely on just you know you're the Eli Odell Saquon. Yeah, it's, it's it's, it's it predictable. Yeah, it, it's, it just doesn't work. You got to have some balance in there. Um, and they have some good players on defense. It's just I feel maybe it's coaching. You know, I don't know what the issue is in 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 New York, but they're just not looking good right now. Um, but they still have the talent to to turn around. That NFC East is completely up for grabs. Yeah. Uh, moving into number three, um, I got the Eagles. Um, the Eagles were actually number three originally. I moved them down four spots, um, and then they came out and. Got a win, so I move him back up four spots. Yeah, hey, Carson uh,
0: Wentz returns. He he plays pretty well.
1: Wentzylvania is back. That <laughs> was my title for for the Eagles. Wentzylvania is back. Um, they're going to Tennessee this week to play the Titans. I think this is a great opportunity for them to be a competitive football team. Uh, if they beat Tennessee, they'll be feeling good at three and one. Yeah, um, this team looks to be right getting right back into it. Looks like they're going to be another mainstay up at the top.
0: Yeah, I feel like I feel like it kind of benefited. I mean, it never benefits a team when you have injuries. But, I mean, with Carson Wentz out to start the season, Alshon Jeffrey out to start the season – jay Ajay a little bit banged up it's like yeah, they he can, hasn't been playing either yeah they can get all of this out of the way at the beginning of the season and make sure they are fresh for the for the no, stretch
1: definitely if you if you're gonna have it happen you definitely prefer the beginning over the, the end of the for season sure. when you want to make your playoff run so for sure yeah eagles number three football team in the league right now yeah um,
0: i mean i think philadelphia is in a similar situation to a certain team that's coming up in a little bit
1: yep exactly and then we got uh moving on the number two the number two uh team moved up one they were in my number three team last week
0: as the Kansas City Chiefs. New MVP favorite, Patrick Mahomes. You know, I haven't been as
1: cocky as I should be about Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you should be I, stunting right I now. I know, I know. I just feel I don't want to shove it in people's face too bad. But <laughs> hey man, Mahomes, I feel I'm feeling good about it. I, I was super excited to see him play this year. I thought he was the Dark Horse MVP when we talked about it a couple months ago.
0: No longer a dark horse, that's for sure.
1: Um broke the record for most games, uh, most touchdowns in the first three games of the season. Thirteen. Thirteen. And the previous record was Peyton Manning. So
0: hey, when you good. put your when you put your name in a sentence with Peyton Manning, that's pretty good company.
1: Yep. And and they're and they're playing, you know, they're playing on both sides of the ball. They're getting contribution from everybody. Kareem Hunt had two touchdowns. Ty Freak's looking great. Sammy Watkins looks like he's actually found a place. Yeah. Uh, found a home. Um, and Kelsey, you know, is a guy that always can ball. So, you know, Kansas City is looking like a problem. They're looking like they're going to win the AFC to me right now. They're the early favorites. I got them slightly above Jacksonville, New England. Um, right now,
0: I'd probably have them as my favorites to win the AFC. Yeah,
1: Andy Reid, big time fan. So I hope that uh, maybe maybe this will be the team that actually puts the ring on his finger.
0: Yeah, I mean, Andy Reid, Ru- Andy Reed is uh, notoriously known for not being able to finish the job. So
1: hey, it's it's all right though. He, you know for a decade Philadelphia was competitive always in the NFC hunt um, i think there is something to that you but what just, are the but,
0: but what did they have to to show from that
1: well they won an NFC championship and they have 10 years of being a competitive football team they weren't a team where it's like man my team sucks we never win at least their fans every year in and year out said they had a shot at winning it. You know what I, I mean? I guess it's like being the Memphis Grizzlies. No, no, no. Yes, it no, is. They had way more of a shot at winning it than the Memphis
0: Grizzlies did. The Memphis Grizzlies won 50 games. But I'm talking, like,
1: Phil- Philadelphia was a football team with Donovan McNabb and Andy Reid. That was a team that was constantly in people's top 10 rankings, um, sh- constantly in people's Super Bowl predictions. Um, and if you're a fan, you can't. There's only the only way that they could have done better is won one two three championships but that doesn't come around all the time you know what i mean that can't be the only way to be happy about your football team i think given given the city hope for 10 years is is a is a win every year the the fans had a shot and one year they went to the super bowl it's all unfortunate right. if t.o wouldn't have broke his leg i think they would have won that super bowl probably um and he's and he's playing great i mean it's not like he's losing the bums um you know no, no. the nfc has been stacked for years yeah so. he's, he's kind of gotten the short um, end of the stick on and, that and i think you know he could be one of those guys that gets his first championship late you know like rick a uh, rick carlisle yeah a, a uh, who's the jay wright at, at, at villanova Nova. you know what yep. i mean he could be one of those guys where it's like because the second he gets his ring then it's like now where you rank him very, very, you know, very, way very up, high, way,
0: way up there. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah,
1: I get, I understand. Like, it's you know, the you only know.
0: checkbox that hasn't been checked,
1: exactly. So, it's like, I can't, I can't give him too much shit for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's still a great coach. I can't take away from Andy Reid, he produces great football. All right, but I'm getting off the Andy Reid soapbox. Um, <laughs> we'll move on to number one. You're then, gonna like this. I know, obviously, St. Louis. <laughs> You motherfucker. <laughs> that was completely on accident. Because normally I write normally I write LA uh right today it just says Rams. So the Los Angeles Rams, my we fault.
0: undefeated. Three and O.B. We undefeated.
1: Um coming off the battle for LA. That was a big game because yeah, the Chargers the biggest that's, test we face so far. That's a veteran team. You know what I mean? They could definitely want, Philip could definitely come in there and won that game. So that was a really, I think that was a very quality win for the Rams. Big time. Um, big time. And they're up 66 points on their opponents this year. Yeah, uh, they're they have the largest that. points differential uh, by 20 points, uh, which is Baltimore. But um, they are 40 points ahead of third place in points differential.
0: Yeah, they're scoring so a lot of points. They
1: are um, completely blowing people out of the water. Um, Thursday night football uh, short week short week they're playing the the Vikings tough tough turnaround for both of these teams
0: yeah and I mean obviously like we were saying before uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles with facing injuries our, two of our biggest offseason acquisitions are now out for an extended period of time Marcus Peters he's out uh, Sean McVay said he's day-to-day but he's probably going to miss maybe a week to two mm-hmm. maybe three at most probably a month yeah, uh, and Akib Talib is actually having surgery, uh, and he's probably going to be out at least a month.
1: It's good that they have young players at that position to to kind they, of fill in for the moment.
0: They do have young players to fill in for the moment, but at the end of the day, those players aren't the caliber start, players. No,
1: no, they're not. And and you know, for both Los Angeles and Minnesota this week, they're going to have a lot of pressure on their offense and their defense. Hundred percent. Both these are the two, arguably the two most balanced football teams of the NFL. Yeah. Um, they both have great offense and defense. And, you know, having to cover Adam Thielen and Stephen Diggs with your back of corners is going to be – that's going to be a, a, a tough task for, for those guys. Yeah, I mean the line – Look the, to Kirk Cousins to
0: exploit that. Oh, for sure. Definitely. He should exploit that. But the linebackers and the defensive front for the Rams are definitely going to have to step up to make sure that – uh, they can try and get to the quarterback as much as possible and as quickly as possible yeah, to pre- make sure they that pressure, Kirk Cousins can't get the ball off.
1: Pressure is a young cornerback's like best friend. I mean oh, if, for if, sure. when you can get some pressure on there that makes their job so much easier. And they have the ability to do that. I just I got the Rams winning this game purely because I think that they can just flat out score on anybody. Yeah. Um I don't think people are going to be able to stop their offense. It looks like they're gonna have Another season of averaging over thirty points, which is just insane in the NFL to score average thirty points on NFL defenses. Um, McVeigh's dialed in. Goff look golf looks solid and yeah. the rest of the pieces are already Goff, no, known ballers. So Goff,
0: yeah, he threw an interception on Sunday against the Chargers, but that was probably one of his most complete games as a as a starting quarterback in the NFL.
1: Goff is keeping all fantasy people happy by spreading the ball around the
0: keeper cup. Robert, Robert Woods, Brandon, Brandon Cooks,
1: Cooks, all three of those guys are Todd eating. Girley's all man. all three of those guys are eating this year. So, um, that's just the signs of a quality offense. Those are the kind of things that Matt Ryan did, you know. Those are the kind of things that Tom Brady does and and Peyton Manning and Rodgers, they spread the ball around. Um, they're not forcing it. You know, that makes yeah. me think that he's throwing it to the open guy. Yeah, they
0: go through their progressions, and they
1: find the open man. And if, if the Rams, if Jared Goff is throwing to the open man um, with all that talent, they're going to torch, and it's going to continue. Yeah. And they're the, if, if you know, if I had to put my money on any, you know, to win the Super Bowl, it would be the Rams right now. And I'd have to say over the last year, um, every week probably would have been the Patriots. So that's yeah. it's not, that's a... Uh, they're looking nasty. I mean, this is one of the best football teams I've seen in a while.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, it's definitely exciting for me as a fan of the of the actual team. Um, but I definitely have them winning this week. Uh, I'm not as confident in it as I would normally be. Well, this is by far their toughest game. But luckily enough, Minnesota's on the short week, too. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's the be- That's what's saving you.
0: Yeah, and they're traveling west.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's not a huge travel, but it's, it's something, you know, the yeah. Rams got the, the home field advantage on a Thursday night. Hey, that's, that's you want to know the
0: best part? Huh? They're wearing the throwbacks.
1: Yep. That's going to throwbacks it, are always great in football. It's going to be so tight no matter what team you are. It's always dope.
0: It's going to be so tight. But
1: so yeah, that's the, uh, that's the top 10. All
0: right. Break them down real quick. Uh, one, number to 10. one,
1: uh, Los Angeles Rams. Whoop. And then we got the chiefs, the Eagles, the saints, the Jaguars and the Steelers. And then I'm throwing I'm throwing uh, credit out to Miami, Tampa Bay, Chicago, and Washington D.C.
0: Out of those four, four yeah. who do you think has the best chance to stay in the top ten? Uh,
1: I think just well, I think uh, Washington I, is probably going to drop out uh, coming off a bye week. I'm probably just not going to, you know, I gave him a shout out. I, that's, <laughs> that's probably, uh, probably going to be it. Let's um, see if Lightning can strike yeah, twice. You know, um Miami's got a good shot just because they're 3 and 0. So being 3 and 1 and they're only lost to New England, that's that's kind of That's pretty hard. good. But I, I expect if uh, in the long run I expect Tampa Bay to have the best. Um they're playing the Bears. So yeah. I think if, you know, if if Tampa Bay beats the Bears, then they automatically shut the Bears out dc's out um i think miami's gonna lose big to new england so i gotta go tampa bay out of those four
0: all right all right so now let's quickly go over all the games uh for everybody outside of the top 10 Mm -hmm. let's pick it up uh let me see well and
1: what was your let's go over the weekly totals oh okay all right it's been pretty embarrassing
0: but oh no last week was abysmal for me I went five and 11. My total record on the year right now is 22 and 26.
1: It's been a crazy year. I mean, it's like the two teams that I thought were for sure victories, um, last week, lost Minnesota and Jacksonville. Yep. Um, it's, it's, it's been a tough year. This is the, this is some of the worst. Uh, this has got to be one of the worst percentages. Like, well, think think about you know, how the, the NFL season I've ever had.
0: Think about how the NFL season has gone so far. We have two ties. Look at all the, how badly all the kickers have performed. Yep. it's just been an absolute shit show. Two ties. Uh, Miami's first place in the AFC. Who would have thought they're, Miami they're, would be undefeated?
1: There's a lot of a lot of crazy stuff going on. Um, so I went eight and eight last week. Luckily, it's enough, better than and me. I've increased my total to twenty three and twenty five. I'm. I'm for certain that I'm getting back into the winning percentage (laughs) and getting back on track. I better. I've got to figure out a way. I'm going to have to really turn it on to get to my goal of 75%. Yeah.
0: No, that my goal, I think this year has got to be at least 600. So
1: still doable.
0: Definitely still doable. But all right, let's 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 jump right into it. Okay. We got uh, the Houston Texans, who are 0-3, surprisingly. Yeah, God, I hate that. Going into Indianapolis to take on Andrew Luck and the Colts. I have the Colts winning. I don't see Houston being the team we all thought they were going to be. Uh, obviously, Jadavion Clowney's hurt. Uh, Deshaun Watson hasn't looked like the quarterback he was last year. Uh, It's just not really working out this year.
1: Deshaun, yeah, Deshaun's definitely been – it's been tough first three games for him. I I hope he turns it around because I'm a big Deshaun fan. Um, And I actually have Houston coming in and winning the game. Um, Okay, so, hey. I got their – some disparity right there. But if if history tells me anything, um, the Colts beat the Texans. A lot. That's how it goes. A lot. Especially when they got their quarterback playing, um, Andrew Luck. So, Andrew Luck throws a – Andrew Luck is another one of those guys that's throwing, you know he, – he throws everything off coming back because this is the team that's been so bad the last two years. But traditionally, if if Peyton Manning or Andrew Luck's playing quarterback for the Colts, they win football games. So yeah. it's tough to bet against them every week, but I'm betting against
0: them one at least one more week. One more time. Sure. All right, so the next game we got is uh, the Buffalo Bills coming off probably the biggest upset of the year so far just based off of what we've seen on the field.
1: If uh, – if the information is correct, uh, Corey said that this was the biggest upset in NFL history as far as spread goes. Um, wow. They were favored by
0: 17, and they yeah, released. I remember it was like 16 and a half or something yeah. when well, we, talked, yeah, when about we talked about it. Yeah, when we talked about it, yeah, the line, checked, the checked line probably moved he by saw Sunday, it game day.
1: yeah, exactly. And so it was 17 on game day, which is the largest um upset in NFL history.
0: That's pretty crazy, yeah. Uh, but anyway, the Buffalo Bills are traveling to Lambeau Field. To take on the Green Bay Packers, who are one one and one. Yeah. Uh, the line for this is
1: funny uh, enough. It's all four of those one 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 teams. I really like. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so they could all, all three, all four of them have it have a shot still.
0: Yeah. Uh, the line for this is Green Bay minus ten. I have Green Bay dominating this game.
1: Yeah, I got Green Bay winning by two touchdowns. I'll be down with that. Um, Hopefully Aaron's all right, you know. Hopefully he's feeling okay, you know. Yeah. Just because, but it's like at eighty percent, they're still dominant. You know, he's For still sure. the best court, best player on the field. So, um, yeah, I like Green Bay to win this game at home.
0: Yeah. All right. Next, we got the Detroit Lions, who are one and two, traveling to Jerry's World to take on the Dallas Cowboys, who are also sitting at one and two. Uh, I got Detroit going on the road and uh, beating Dallas. I just. Dallas doesn't do it for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're not. They're definitely a lackluster team, but I like Dallas. I think Dallas uh, – I don't li- – I shouldn't say it like that. Yeah. I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan. No, at the no slightest. not at all. But I like Dallas in this football game. I like Dallas at home. Um, Detroit coming off the win against – you know, Matt Patricia getting the win against the Patriots. It was big time. Um, yeah, that was huge. But Dallas, I think, has been struggling trying to find their offense. Um, I looked for them to try and turn it around um they're really really missing travis frederick at center it seems like he's just like throwing off their offense completely dak can't get it going no nope. not a very big dak prescott fan so they got to get some, if they get any progress, production out of him they'll be okay but they have the worst pass they have the second worst passing offense in the nfl to arizona um you know they just got to keep feeding zeke the ball and they'll be all right i think feed zeke the ball and they beat detroit
0: yeah i just i don't i don't see it happening
1: I don't like I, I like I mean I traditionally like Detroit um, just because I have such respect for Stafford, but he just doesn't have enough going on around him to win football games. I just don't think this teams going to work out. <laughs> I was high on him at the beginning of the year, and it's just like it's just not enough. I mean, he just can't can't yeah. do it all. They don't they have like some big play big big names on you know in their defensive backfield. Um, they got some decent receivers, but it's just not enough. Stafford can't do it all.
0: Yeah, no, I mean. Ever, I mean, ever since Calvin Johnson, it's just not been the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he he throws up numbers, but it's just not enough to get wins.
0: Yeah. So, all right, next we got uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, who are two and one, going to Atlanta to the ATL to take on the Falcons, who are one and two. I got the Falcons protecting home field.
1: Yeah, I definitely got Falcons getting back to five hundred on this one. They got to win. Gotta they need win these, to. These are both you know playoff caliber football teams. It's not going to be an easy win for them, but. I got them winning at home against the Bengals.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Next game we got is uh, your team, the Seattle Seahawks, going to the desert to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, Se- sir. The Seahawks are 1-2, and two, got their first victory of the season Yep. this past weekend, yep. and uh, the Arizona Cardinals, obviously, they're 0-3. They're looking like probably the worst team in the NFL.
1: Right now, yep. Their offense, their yardage is by far the worst in the league, haven't
0: won a game. Um, confusion at quarterback. Well, just, it's not really confusion anymore. They, they're giving Josh Rosen the starting nod uh, this weekend. They made it official uh, yesterday. So yeah, it'll well, be switching
1: starters is not good. and That's confusion. So that's that's <laughs> semantics. Not, yeah, that's that's semantics. Not, I, I definitely hey. got Seattle coming in there and um, getting back to five hundred. Yeah, then, I got like, Seattle taking care of that. That's a, That's a division. That's a division win. And you know, with Garoppolo going down, it it looks like Seattle's got got a shot to to compete in this division. You yeah, know what it's I mean? It's, if they play well against the, they Seattle season's really going to rest upon how they play against the Rams.
0: Yeah. It's looking, it's looking like, uh, the NFC West is going to look like how it looked last year with it coming down to Seattle and the Rams.
1: And this is going to be our, this is going to be our third, uh, road game out of four. So we've only our one game at home we won so that
0: that's always you know,
1: good. We're taking if we take care of home field and take care of the division, it's going to be fine.
0: Yeah, that's usually the keys to success in the NFL. And our
1: defense is playing great. Our offense still isn't there, but last week I said we need to run the ball on first and second down, and damn it, I'm just realizing I wanted to break it down and tell you how how often it happened because the first two plays of the game, Seattle gave it to Chris Carson, and and they really milked the clock and kept that defense off the field. And when our defense gets any sort of rest, we're just so dominant um, still. So, uh, I hope they stick to the game plan and, and keep running the ball that opens up everything else for us. Um, yeah, go Hawks.
0: (laughs) All right. So the next game, I listen, I can't believe that we're about to talk about this game in the way that we are about to talk about this game.
1: It's exciting, man. Brings the energy to the game. (laughs)
0: The Cleveland Browns who are 1-1 one, one, and 1 yeah. traveling Which to is
1: the most Cleveland Brown record of all time? Well, actually starting out 0-0 zero, zero, and 1 is the most Cleveland Brown <laughs> record ever, but 1-1 one, one, and 1's pretty good too.
0: Yeah, 1-1 one, one, and 1 is a close second, but uh the, the Browns are traveling to Oakland up north to take on the Owen 3 Raiders. I can't <sighs> believe I'm saying this. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns to win this game. Because you saw the energy, right? You saw the electricity. I it's ah, I'm so happy
1: it went this way because I feel like there's always that it factor with quarterbacks, right? Yeah. And I felt like you could see you could see it. You know what I mean? People could see the team change. It wasn't like something physical. it's not like he came in and threw a 60-yard pass, you know what no, I mean? Yeah. Whatever the presence is, whatever the the, the the cadence and the and
0: the the beat that he plays to brought life to a team that had zero life here's here's what i'll say about baker mayfield being in uh under center for the browns it looked like he belonged there his entire life it changed it's exactly
1: and this is what you know when we talked about him getting drafted i said it's like there's certain guys that look great in shorts and a t-shirt throwing the football guys like yeah. josh allen you know yeah. what i mean like th- they're really impressive and then there's guys that on game day are just better just than everybody else. turn the else. switch on. And in practice, they're just better than everybody else. And that's Baker Mayfield. Um, yeah, I just I, – like, I'm a big quarterback guy. Obviously, play the position, and I completely just think that there's something other than just your, your measurables that, yeah, th- that for comes sure. with playing quarterback. For sure. Something like Case Keenum, you know, a professional quarterback guy for Minnesota last year. You know what I mean? He not necessarily the best. But his energy, his energy and his production comes from just whatever whatever magic they bring when they get under center. And yep. Baker's got it, and I'm so excited to watch him play.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just looked like he was destined to be the one to turn the Browns around.
1: And I think it's just like if you're a cat, whatever level of football fan you are, whether it's casual or you're, you know, you know, you know your shit. When you watched the Browns, you saw it. You saw it, which is crazy because it's something normally you feel. Yeah, it's something you would feel on the field or you would feel in the stadium or for you, sure. You know, but you felt it through a TV. That's how like dynamic this kid is.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I got I got the Browns winning. I can't. Okay, this, yeah, I got the, the first winning. time I'm picking them ever to win a game on the TSK show.
1: There we go. Hey, well, they got it. They're gonna they're gonna get it and. It's it's too bad. I want to talk about Oakland really quick because Oakland and Houston, to me, were are the two biggest disappointments. I mean, because it's like I'm not going to throw New England in there because it's like, yeah, one and two starts disappointing, but they're not. They'll be season, there at the their end. Their season's not over, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, Seattle started off rough 0-2 as well, but Houston and Oakland I really thought were going to be – competitive good football teams in the playoff hunt it just doesn't look like it's going that way and that's too bad. Yeah. Oakland's played all right too. They've had little moments where they're playing okay, you know, Marshawn's had some exciting moments. But that defense is just that defense was built
0: for one person and that one person's not there. So And John Gruden keeps saying it's hard to find a good pass rusher in the NFL, but he traded away arguably the the best if not a top 3 Cause he pass felt, rusher. Well, I
1: mean now but they're stacked they're stacked with uh, it's his first year. And they're stacked with draft picks, and they're st- stacked with salary room, so I don't know, man. it's cap room. So that's a good thing to have as a first-year coach. You know what I mean? Because you can start building your team. And if he didn't want to be there, you got to get him out. But he's right; it is hard to find a good pass rusher. But he had. But he had one. But he, he was had unhappy, one. so he got something out of you know someone that was going to leave him anyways i guess but uh i I hope oakland turns it around in the off season this year but it's not looking good for this season especially with how well denver is played yeah um the chargers i think are still really good and then obviously the the chiefs are number one
0: yeah all right before we talk about the last game uh of the weekend uh real quick obviously the second team on a bye this week are the uh, carolina panthers
1: another team that was very close to my top 10 oh okay so that's extremely close yeah Uh, um
0: they're doing. They're looking how we thought they would all. They would look.
1: Yeah, they're they're in a they're in a tough division. Um, they're it's all gonna it's all gonna come down to how they play against New Orleans and and Atlanta and Tampa Bay. So, um, the, those games even with injuries, they always are competitive. I think Cam Newton and McCaffrey are enough to get it done on offense. Um, Keekley is, is arguably the best defense player in the league. Arguably, one of them. Don't, don't get too offended. He's probably
0: past his prime, but we'll we'll keep him in the conversation. He,
1: he's, I mean, he just affect. He as
0: far as like his responsibility for that team, he is that defense. Okay, so. I'll give you that. Yeah. All right. So the last game we're going to talk about is a West Coast matchup. We got the San Francisco 49ers, who are one and two, going down south to Carson to take on the Chargers, who are also one and two. Yep. Uh, obviously, the Chargers coming off the loss to the Rams. San Francisco coming off a loss this past weekend. And then on top of that, losing basically
1: off coming off of two L's.
0: Yeah. Coming off, adding insult to injury, literally, literally (laughs) adding insult to injury. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL. He is out for the year. Yeah, God, I hate, I hate that that
1: happened to him. Even hey, though, at least even he,
0: though, se- at least he secured his bag before he tore his ACL.
1: No, for sure, he's gonna be all right. And, and I hate the Niners, but well, who doesn't? Yeah, but it's like, God, I hate that that happened to him. He was, you know, no, you play, never, want to play, never wanna see anybody get to hurt. Play so, to play so well last year and then to come and get a rocky start and not to be able to like complete it is got to be so frustrating. You know what I mean? Like. He doesn't want to leave the season with the guys one and two or whatever they may be. No, because um, he wants to redeem himself. So of it, course he wants
0: to prove that last season wasn't a fluke. It's got to be extremely frustrating.
1: I feel bad for Jimmy G, but um, I think their season's over. Their season uh, is definitely over. And uh, you know, losing their starting running back, losing their their starting quarterback, it's tough to come back from. Got the Chargers winning that game.
0: Yeah, I think this is definitely the game where the Chargers can turn their season around. They had they had high hopes going into the season. They they started out a little bit disappointing,
1: and I think they've still played well. This has been no, a shootout don't get of r- a shootout of a season.
0: Yeah, don't get me wrong. The Chargers played the Rams better than anybody else has played them this season. I don't get me wrong. Small which is sample a, which size, is a,
1: but it's a good measuring stick. Yeah, I for mean, sure. That's a great measuring stick. For
0: sure. I mean, you put you put the Rams, who are a young, inexperienced, and new team, relatively in terms of the the pieces they have on their team up against the chargers who pretty much have had the same core for a, a good amount of time yeah it, it, it's a good measuring stick
1: no it is and uh i think the Chargers are gonna have a good season unfortunately they're gonna have the unfortunately they're like buying for a wild card which is always tough yeah because um, of kansas city but they're gonna be they're gonna be there in the hunt
0: yeah i got i got the chargers winning this going away me as well all right that that wraps it up for the nfl this week
1: that was a good one. I like the way that that went.
0: Yeah, I, I like that too. I like that new format. We're definitely yeah, – I think we're going to stick it, to that.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, covering a team twice is just kind of – That makes of no si- sense. That's kind of silly. Makes no silly. It makes no sense.
0: It's a lot of redundancy. But, all right, let's let's uh, let's hop into some hoops. Uh, Lakers media day was yesterday at the, the Lakers training facility. Obviously, uh, it was a zoo. It was the L.A. media's first time getting able – uh, getting the chance to talk to LeBron
1: all those guys
0: yeah i mean everybody um just i i just have like a whole bunch of different notes written down i don't know how you want to talk, no, about I mean, talk about it no let's talk about yeah I mean, okay. you know, it's,
1: it's 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 exciting media days is always exciting around the nba you get a shot to see everybody, all the new players and the new yeah. teams and the new. Yeah, jerseys well, I mean, and it wasn't
0: it wasn't just the Lakers who had media you day. The,
1: you got the rookies, you got free agents, you know, you got, you know, who's playing on a new team and the new jerseys and it's 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 always an exciting time because everyone feels like they got a shot.
0: Yeah. So all right, I mean, let's just go down the list of all the notes. Well let's
1: start out with let's let's start out with a big complaint
0: complaint yeah so well, what was the big complaint of the of, the, oh. of media day <laughs> the biggest complaint about media day was that josh
1: hart got left out of that picture and and, and kcp i mean both those guys got left out of both pictures that neither one of them fit into <laughs> they're kind of the island of misfit toys
0: that's those two should just those are a, josh hart and took a
1: picture with the little island of misfit toys toys
0: <laughs> josh josh hart and kcp are the ugly stepchildren of this team i guess so,
1: so basically they took a you know la took a good shot of lebron with Zoe, Kuzma, and Ingram, kind of the stars of the yeah. team, right? And right. then um, they did another picture with all the big free agency signings with Rondo, Beasley, Lance, and JaVale. Yeah. So Josh Hart, KCP, they're not a newcomer to the team, so they don't fit with the free agents. Right. Uh, they're not stars of the team, so they don't really fit with, like, B.I. and LeBron.
0: Right. It's, it's unfortunate. Because I love tough. Josh Hart, I
1: think I think the only way you would have been able to fit him in is if you did a young guy picture. So you take LeBron out, put Josh Hart in. And yeah. If you did a starting five picture, picture, and then you got KCP Lonzo. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That right. whole deal.
1: Uh, but yeah, that was the big complaint. I I just thought it was funny because <laughs> I knew you would I knew you'd see it, and when I first
0: saw it, I was like, oh Dude, wow, he's he left out. Of the, the, all first, pictures. the first, the first, the I mean, and he changed his number. He did well. He he was three in college. Yeah. And at the time, Corey Brewer had three yeah, for the Lakers. Yeah, yep. But yeah, no, I, I I like that he went back to three this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the first thing I noticed when that that picture of LeBron, Lonzo, Bi, and Kuz surfaced from Media Day was that Josh Hart wasn't in that picture. I don't think that's the picture he belongs in though, because I don't think he's I don't think
1: he's a star
0: or like a I don't franchise think, piece. I don't think he's a star, but I do think he's a franchise piece because everybody is tagging it as lebron and the kids because because of that lineup everybody wants yeah. to play so, around but, so with. they
1: did so like uh, yeah they didn't take a picture of the kids right they, they only
0: took a picture of but no i'm saying it's like lebron and the kids is like lebron at the center kuz at the four bi at the three josh hart at the two lonzo at the one
1: yeah and that and that's and that's cool and all but it's like you know kcp is going to be in a lot of those lineups yeah those for, sure, for sure being a lot of lot, lineups with those guys um, Josh Hart just unfortunately just kind of right on the outside of the bubble of all those little clicks.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Other than the young, other
1: than the young guys, if they would have took a young guy picture, you definitely would be throwing in there.
0: Yeah, for sure. But all right, uh, a couple notes. Uh, Lonzo looked noticeably stronger. Not a huge fan of that. Really, not a
1: huge fan of that. I don't like guys getting bi- unless it's like unless it's people like Durant, Bi, um, these kind of guys, these the, the tweener guys filling out. That's one thing, but. To me in the NBA, I think lighter is better. Well, but also let's be real, he's only, He's also
0: a kid. Exactly. He's only twenty one, so he's he's just growing into yes. his body. So if
1: that if that's the case, if the he was I mean, Lavar's a big guy. So it's just like if well, he if he is growing into his body, that's one thing. But I don't like it when like putting on weight for for on purpose, especially with You know how hard it is on your joints and stuff and having bad legs already just not a fan
0: well i mean listen he had the scope on his knee so he wasn't cleared to do a lot of basketball activity over the summer so he spent a lot of time in the weight room one of the things that magic and rob palinka talked to him about during the exit meeting was getting stronger building up his body building up that endurance and stamina to be able to withstand an 82 game season. Yep. So I think this is all part of his natural progression and him growing into his yeah. NBA body.
1: Hopefully he gains weight and then he kind of cuts it down, you know what I mean? I, yeah, I, I mean
0: I, I mean LeBron is was the master at that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's that's more I just don't want him to be out there trying to just get big and then lose some speed, lose some movement. I don't want that kind of stuff to happen, but it does make sense. I mean, get he was 19 years old. He's gonna get stronger. He's gonna yeah, get bigger. Like he's exactly. gonna get your man strength all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, and then also with Lonzo, he said uh, he's been watching a lot of film with uh, Rondo, and I mean they've been. He said they've been like the best film sessions he's ever been a part of. Um, and with Lonzo being finally cleared to play, the Lakers are easing him into five on five, and it's looking more and more likely that.
1: Be there for the opening night?
0: Well, he he's going to be able to play opening night most likely, but actually Rondo is going to be the starting point guard to start out the season probably. Yeah. Um, obviously there was a whole big hoopla about uh, who was going to start when the Lakers signed Rondo. There was obviously people that said Lonzo should be the starter. People think Rondo should have been the starter, but I think just based off health-wise and what the Lakers want to do with lonzo and easing him back into game shape and getting him ready for this season and getting him ready to play probably a lot of games this year because of how good this team is supposed to be yeah uh they want to ease him in and rondo be the starter
1: that i mean that's great as long you know i hope that they still have hopes of Lonzo being the starter i hope that i think not i think that's question. the plan once he's healthy but, but it's always a luxury to be able to bring somebody
0: along slowly
1: yeah, it's always a luxury. And it's a f- luxury to have a guy like Rondo. Well, that that a, a that's what ca- I was going to say. The starting caliber point guard as your backup.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, what a lot of people were saying uh, coming out of media day was that it looks more and more likely that LeBron and Rondo are going to be the leaders of this team uh, now that there is some elder statesman in yeah. the league on this team. I mean, the Lakers were the fourth youngest team uh, or the second youngest team in the league last year, they're now the fourth youngest team yep. uh, in the league and this they added year. They had a bunch
1: of old guys. They're still the fourth.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: The, this basketball team is going to be scary when you get basketball players like Londo, Lonzo Rondo and Braun on the court at the same time. The IQ and the passing ability—it's it's exciting stuff, man. The Lakers going to be good.
0: Yeah. Uh, a couple other things. Kuzma mentioned that uh, something that he worked on most this offseason was his defense? So every I mean, who doesn't love when you, uh, a player works on defense?
1: Kuzma is uh, man. He's a sleeper. He's a good basketball player. I think he's got he's got enough chip on his shoulder, and he hasn't been he hasn't been hyped up like a lot outside of L.A. So I think this kid's gonna work hard on his game, com- uh, continue to develop, and the kid can score buckets. He's got good size. If he's working on his defense, that's great. He's gonna, he's going to be great piece for LA. Yeah, definitely. I think he's he's going to be on the
0: floor at the end of the game. Yeah. Um, so you obviously know that uh, he he trains with someone that I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kuzma actually gave him a shout out at media day. Uh, someone actually asked him like, uh, "What does uh, working with Clint Parks mean to you? What has he been doing with you? Yada yada yada." And Kuzma shouted him out, talked about everything that he's been doing with him. Gave him major props, so it was it was cool of Kuzma to do that. Kuzma's a guy that I think has a
1: really high floor. Like I think at at worst he's gonna be like a rotational player and like at best he could be he could end up being that guy that's an He could all-star, be an all star all star caliber player. So. Yeah.
0: Uh another note, Michael Beasley called Brandon Ingram the silent killer. Yeah. Eh. I don't know.
1: But yeah, you got. You still got. You to, just hate him
0: because he's a dookie.
1: I just, I'm not sold, man. I'm just oh, not sold. Get yet. Get out of I, here. He's I, gonna
0: average 20 points a game this year.
1: Then at, we're cool. We're good. He's we're gonna square.
0: win. Brandon Ingram is gonna win Most Improved this year.
1: Then that would be amazing. That would be great. I mean, I you? Would hop on? You'd hop on. I'd hop on with 20 points a game. I said I've been saying it. It's just like he show, if he shows me what everyone else sees, like, then I'll, I'll give him props. He's a good basketball player. I'm not saying that, but. This guy was the second pick in the draft. Yeah. You know, like, this guy needs to be a star. We draft him. We need franchise pieces. Um, he needs to be over 20 points a game um, because he makes our team so dynamic. at His length and his skill level, um, if he can be a scorer, and, and I hate to put so much pressure on just one stat category, but we really need him to score buckets. Yeah, no, I mean, he definitely does. that's what our team needs, so.
0: We need, we need that pure number I'm waiting for BI to prove me wrong, man We just need no I think we need that clear number two scoring option right. after LeBron.
1: Yeah, and it's like the, and the thing is is BI it needs to be careful because because Lan- people like Kuzma can score for sure and you don't want your job to be just taken like you know what I mean that's, yeah, that, that's a possibility.
0: Uh so did you you saw okay, so obviously we talked about the picture with Lance, JaVale, Rondo, and Michael Beasley. Mm-hmm. Did you see Lance Stevenson's Instagram post with that with that picture and what the caption was? No. Okay. So he posted that picture of the four of them. Yeah. And he basically the caption was name this unit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, so did, I did I did see that. Okay, yep. so did you see what LeBron said? LeBron titled the unit. No. <laughs> oh. Okay, so he titled the unit MUD. M U D. Oh yeah, misunderstood, under-appre- uh, underappreciated, determined.
1: Hey, that's good.
0: Yeah, LeBron, I don't know. I, just... I wonder who thought that up for LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> whoever's running his social media. Yeah, whoever's running LeBron's social media. Good, good work. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, another note about Kuzma that I that I found interesting, and I mean, I was doing a lot of research going through uh, ESPN LA's coverage, Spectrum Sportsnet's coverage uh kuzma actually went to luke walton about uh to talk to him about playing the five and what it takes what he has to do and he either has been or is planning on watching film of playing the five and i just think that's that's great that kuzma wants to step up and kind of take try and take that role uh playing a different position playing out of position and guarding multiple positions because of how the nba is changing and the type of player and the length that kuzma provides on the court i think he could be perfect for it
1: that says a lot about him as a person too because and his intelligence because it just shows like yo plain and simple the more positions you can play the more things you can do the more valuable you are yeah the more more floor time you're gonna see it's only gonna like solidify his place in the nba even more he has plenty of size um, size really isn't as important as it once was at the five. Yeah. So it's like, you know, he's the same size as LeBron, and he's going to have plenty of help out there, plenty of length at the other positions. So For sure. That's great. I mean, that that's that's awesome. That's That says a lot about Kyle Kuzma, and that makes me feel even more comfort,
0: confident in his future. Yeah. Uh, to go back to uh, Lonzo and growing uh, into his body and putting on some weight and some strength, uh, obviously there were, there were a lot of videos of, uh, his quote unquote, uh, new shooting form. Uh, and he was at, he was asked about it straight up, uh, in a lot of the interviews he took part in, uh, at media day. And he, he said his shot hasn't really changed. He says it just kind of looks different because he's put Bigger. on weight, yeah. put on strength and all of that. He's getting the ball up above the rim more. So it looks better, but he says he really hasn't changed anything. But he, he's got more balance in him because he's, he's gotten his legs stronger. He's getting the ball up more, so he's not really slinging it from the left. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's it's, shooting like, it up. Yeah, exactly. So I just thought that w- that was interesting because, obviously, there's been all this talk about Lonzo's yeah. shot doesn't doesn't need that's, to change it. that stuff's so overblown. People no, are just I agree. To, I think it is too. Because
1: it's like you know, there's guys like Rondo and like Ben Simmons that like completely just don't have it. Yeah. But it's like you couldn't if you gave Lonzo Ball the Rondo treatment, he'd fucking eat. You know what I mean? Yeah. His shooting percentage would be. He's not taking like wide open threes and missing them. Yeah. I mean, he has, but it's not like that's not the issue. Right. I don't think he's it's that bad. Right. He's not just a completely helpless shooter. He's going to be fine.
0: And then uh, similar to Lonzo and what Magic and Rob Polinka talked to him about uh, during, during the exit meetings after last season, uh, the, there was a similar focus on uh, building up strength and stamina and endurance and being able to withstand an 82-game season with Brandon Ingram. And he said that's what he focused most on this offseason was his strength and his health and being able to play every single game and him just feeling more confident in himself on the basketball court. Good. I'm ready.
1: I'm done talking about bi. <laughs> he's got to show me some shit. All right. Like, he's he's a star and he's a star. He's supposed to be a star in waiting. Plays for my favorite team. He's 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 got all the talent in the world. I just got to see him do it. We got to yeah. see it. We got to see him play. We got to see him put it together. He's done. He's done some good things. He is reliable. He played all 82 games his rookie year. So yeah. Um, he's got, he's got, he's got value, um, but he's the number two pick, so I got high expectations and, and I'm holding them accountable. Yeah. So
0: what do you, what do you think about Luke Walton saying that he's not really looking to find one starting five by game one and stick with it? It's really going to be more of a, a he's musical chair.
1: Cause he's realistic. He's a young coach and he understands what the game is now. It's just like a starting running back in the NFL. That label means jack shit to me. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Like I don't care who the first running back is out there. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, it's not. It's not back in the day where you start your running back and he's three downs. It's not a. It's not an NBA where you have your five and you roll them out every single week. Yes, there are teams that do that, but that's. It's so unlikely with the way teams sit people. You know, sit uh, uh, veteran players. Um, injuries happen quite often. You're trying to uh, mess around with finding your best lineups. It's just unrealistic to think you're going to have your starting five. Yeah. So I think that's uh, that's just that's just Luke being smart and a young person and and knowing the future of the league and how that kind of shit's not important.
0: Yeah, I think I think this whole notion of having one set starting five for every game it's just it's just not what the NBA is today yeah. because of analytics, because of matchups and To me
1: it's all about who's and, and most people most in, intelligent fans are who's played at the end of the game. Exactly. who's she was playing in the fourth quarter. And that's always going to change because some people are going to be hot. Some people are going to be in foul trouble. It just, all that starting bullshit well, is for it. That's barbershop conversation. That's media stuff. Well, and um, here's,
0: and here's, here's an interesting point of uh, with you bringing up uh, all like intelligent fans and people that know basketball know it's about who's on the floor at the end of the game. The Lakers are going to find themselves in a very interesting predicament at the end of games when Lonzo and Rajon Rondo, your two point guards, aren't are both going to be on the floor. No, they might not be on the floor because they're not good at shooting free throws.
1: Yeah, that's that is that is an issue. Uh,
0: hopefully, hopefully, you might Lonzo. you might have to have LeBron be your primary ball handler at the end of the game. Which, don't get me wrong, that's not bad. Yeah, or or Bi, you know. And yeah, that's why and, and Josh Hart. Those
1: are guys. You know, they have. Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart and LeBron have put a, you know, a skill into their game that they can bring the ball up the court. So yep. it's going to be interesting. It's going to be game-to-game basis, like you yeah. said.
0: Um, all right, so a little bit about what LeBron had to say. Uh, obviously, he said uh, that the Lakers have a long way to go in terms of catching the Warriors. We all know that. It's pretty. That's pretty self-explanatory. Um, but he said his expectations for this year are just to get better every day. He didn't mention any word of championship or playoffs or he he i think he just knows the situation that he's in and knows that this could go yeah pretty it's probably going to go pretty well but it could also go very well the
1: the yeah and the and the thing is about this team the personnel is locked in we have the people it's all about the people progressing we need lonza to to add this and this to his game. We need Brandon Ingham to score twenty points. You know what I mean? We need Josh Hart to handle the ball a little more. Or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Like right. we have the players that we need. Uh we just need them to progress. Just like Golden State did, just like Oklahoma City did back in the day. Yeah. You just you we drafted well. We've gotten great veteran free agents. Um we signed a superstar. We just our, our team's fine. Just need some progression. And, you know, and we're it, gonna be fine. It's so it's That's so, why it's a hard it's hard to put a number of wins on this team because you know, yeah. Whether it take 20 or 40 games if they progress into where they need to be at that time, they're going to roll.
0: Right, exactly. And it, and it's funny the way you just described that whole timeline of kind of what transpired this offseason with the development of the young core, the signing of a star, the the signing of all these role players. It's, championship it's a championship offseason. That's what that it's was. It's a championship offseason just like the Rams had. And the Rams are in a very similar situation where it's like they signed a star like Nadamakensu, who's a top five player at his position. They uh, drafted well. They drafted well. They signed all these role players like Akib Talib and Marcus Peters. Yeah, they're injured right now, mm-hmm. but they 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 found all these pieces to put together and and they It's, progressing, it's yeah. translated onto the They drafted the Gurley. They drafted
1: Gurley, progressing to number one back. They drafted Goff. He who's drafted, progressing he, he very nicely. Into, you know, they've dra- they drafted people like Coop, Cooper Cup, who turned into be. Uh, Robert legi- Woods a, as well. A, a little legitimate, you know. Well, uh, they didn't draft Robert Woods. A legitimate threat. Um, they drafted Aaron Donald. Yeah. You know, the, they've done the right things. And like like we said, yeah, it's the championship offseason. Now Now the guys just got to do what they're supposed to It's time to put work in. To. Yeah, they just got to do what they're supposed to do. It's nuts. I don't think there's anything crazy that the Lakers have to do to be a contender.
0: Yeah. And then, um, obviously, a lot of the talk this offseason was with those role player signings that the Lakers made is how they're going to fit with LeBron obviously it's kind of the non-traditional players that normally play with LeBron that the Lakers decided to sign Mm -hmm. but LeBron said that his game doesn't really change with who he plays with he said his game can really fit with anyone and
1: he can do anything on the court it doesn't matter he he's played so much basketball he knows like every scenario that comes we're up 20 we're down 20 we're in a close game we're we're in a hostile environment. It's like, yada, yada, yada. Okay, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. He can cover all bases. You need to play center, okay. You need to bring the ball up, okay. You need to play help side, okay. You know, if Kuzma wants to play center and I need to play help side, okay. Like, he can do everything. Best player in the world. So that's, that's like, why this team is going to be so awesome to watch how they progress through the year. It's going to have ups and downs. It's going to have peaks and valleys because of, you know, the combination of young guys and new guys. For sure. Um, but once it gets going and when they're playing well, they're going to be good. I, lo- I just love the idea. I just, I'm just. i so happy that we didn't get rid of our young guys. Obviously, I hate that we lost Julius, but that's, that's okay. Um, and It, it hurts, and but it, it we'll get past it. Yeah, and just instead of doing the same bullshit of adding all these shooters, just getting basketball players, I thought it was just so smart because of all the things LeBron does great, his intelligence is arguably his greatest
0: – his greatest piece, yeah, so his greatest asset.
1: Putting him with basketball players, like it's gonna be awesome to see him on the court with people like Rondo and Lance and and Lonzo, and all these guys.
0: Yeah, and I mean, we talked we talked about it earlier in the summer, uh, right after he signed with the Lakers. LeBron, in terms of pace, was second in the NBA in terms of individual players. The Lakers were a top ten team in pace last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he's really looking forward to the pace that this team is going to play. Yeah, and
1: he and his generation was like the leaders of the the run and gun. For you sure, know, like he came every in, kid, in the prime. Every, every people, all the people, all the basketball players in our generation are they want to get up and down the court. We want to run and shoot. Yeah, that's our generation of basketball. And he was the first one, and so of course he wants to run. They, he's probably so stoked to not be playing with. A Chris Bosch or Kevin Love, you know, like, yeah, he, it's it, it's it's open court time. It's going to be fun to watch.
0: Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, listen, at media day yesterday, I was scrolling through Twitter on my phone as it was going on because I wasn't able to, like, actually watch the coverage. But it just got me so excited. Uh, I saw a tweet that said, fuck football. Uh, the NBA preseason starts Saturday. Like that's that's the mood I'm on right now.
1: Yeah, it's 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 coming to that time. It's gonna be exciting. I'm ready to go.
0: Yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let's close this show out with the two minute drill. You got you got three yeah, questions. Yeah. I got three questions. Yep. I'm gonna
1: roll first one because it just it like it's a Laker question. So oh, it'll cool. Be, we it'll love it. Easy. Uh, and because and because uh, we've been having fun with these lineup questions, I'm gonna roll a Lakers versus Lakers lineup at you. Ooh. Kay? And I'm gonna start the clock. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep us honest this week. Uh, <laughs> okay. We've been getting a little sloppy with that. All right. Which lineup wins? All right. So okay. li- lineup number one, we got Lonzo and Josh Hart as the guards with okay. Braun and Michael Beasley. And the center is Mo Wagner. Ooh. Okay. And then uh spicy. T- team number two, the guards, Rondo and Lance. The the three four is B.I. and Kuzma with JaVale. So, you know, it was tough for me to balance out LeBron. Obviously, yeah. he was kind of the outlier. So I tried to I tried to stack, you know, I tried to stack the second team with the Rondo Lance you know, Ingram, Kuzma, JaVale. Right. And then I put, you know, where I think Mo Wagner, Beasley, and Hart are probably the bottom three players of the 10. Right. So LeBron's playing with those
0: guys. Um, right. So obviously Rondo, Rondo's on Lonzo.
1: That's pretty much a wash, I would say, in a five-on-five five scenario. Right. Even though Lonzo, I think, is going to be the better player eventually. Agreed. Um,
0: right now, that's a pretty much a wash. Agreed. Uh, so you got Josh Hart and Lance, Lance Stevenson on each other. Yep. Then Brandon Ingram guarding LeBron. Michael yeah. Beasley guarding Kuzma. Mo Wagner guarding McGee. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with LeBron's team.
1: Yeah, it was tough for me to try and balance out LeBron just because, obviously, he's the outlier. He's yeah, so much better than everybody else. That's, but, I mean, the other team, I think, is more balanced. I think they have more victories well, as far as matchups because I think Lance – I take Lance over, Josh Hart, take Kuzma over, Michael Beasley, take JaVale over – Mo Wagner, but Braun and Lonzo and then Rondo B. I that's a, Yeah, that's because Braun
0: and Braun and Lonzo can just run that two man game and it, it could it could be nasty. But Lonzo's
1: not a score. he's he's not a, a huge scoring threat either. So it you know, the scorers I feel like, you know, with the B I and a Kuzma on their team have yeah. to make up for Braun scoring. Yeah, for
0: sure. But uh I, I, I know that I know for a fact that a lot of the scrimmages in training camp— are gonna be like the young guys versus the new guy or the young guys versus the old guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. When the old guys are just gonna whoop their ass every practice. Even Probably. A, even though they're not playing in the games. Probably. All right. So that's question one. What do you got?
0: All right, my first question, it's an NFL question. Uh, rumors are that the Pittsburgh Steelers are listening to offers on Le'Veon Bell. Does he get traded and if so where? Um, I think the the big trade trade names right now is the Jets
1: and yeah. the Raiders. Yeah, I I think um, those they are the two the, most well, I likely. Don't, I don't think I don't think he's going to get traded. This is a shitty scenario for both sides. They're they're both kind of fucked. It's too bad it didn't work out. I don't understand why the Steelers just don't want to sign him. Especially in a day and age where you don't want to like overpay quarterbacks, you got to pay somebody and he's the best running back in the league. So um I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I don't see him signing, but I don't see them trading him. They're yeah, just not going to get
0: anything back for him. Yeah, here's, here's my thing is if you know you're not going to get him to re-sign with you in the offseason, you might as well trade him and get something back for him so you don't lose out on anything. But with him being under the franchise tag, it's kind of hard for him to let teams know that he's he will like give them like a wink-wink commitment for, the off, for this upcoming offseason. So it's like what teams really want to pull the trigger if it's unknown if he's going to be wanting to sign with you.
1: Yeah, um, Colin Coward, I think it was, he t- he had some interesting points. He said that if he gets traded, it's not going to be to one of those teams that has all the picks and cap room like the Jets and the Raiders do. Um, yeah. He thinks it's going to be someone like Green Bay. Like um, a contender that needs A contender him. that needs this starting running back to kind of put them over the top. Um, and he talked about how... Rodgers and Le'Veon Bell would be the ultimate backyard draw it up in the dirt. Oh, that'd be team. nuts. Um, and that'd be so right, much fun to watch. I just don't see. I don't underst- You know, I don't really see what the Packers could do to get him to come there. I don't know what the logistics are, the salary, and all that. But yeah. uh, it could be interesting to see if some team, you know, that's already legit, you know, that's that's contending. Maybe the Bucks want to take the step forward. You know, yeah, that'd I mean? be interesting. Um, uh, San Francisco's had two two running backs go down. Um, could be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah. All right. What's your second question there, bud? All right. So um, I uh, the, the NBA Power Rankings, I think, came out last week, wasn't okay. it? The first NBA Power Rankings. Okay. So um, I want you to rank these teams. I'm just going to give you five teams, rank them in order from one to five. Okay. Um, the Utah Jazz, the Philadelphia 76ers, Indiana Pacers, Los Angeles Lakers, and the Portland
0: Trailblazers. Okay, hold on, let me write these down.
1: So you got Utah, you got Philly, you got Indiana, LA, and Portland. One, one to five. And so I have I have I have how they were ranked in the ESPN. I just wanted to see where, where, where you put them, what order you got them in.
0: Okay. I got it. Okay. Lakers one, Philly two, Utah three. Portland four, Indy five.
1: So I, I definitely think that like Philly, LA should definitely be the top two. For of sure, five, right? Yeah, the and I, I think are... there's
0: a big gap.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That's that's how I felt. So like when I read this list, I it was, I thought it was completely wrong, um, what ESPN had. But what do they your... have all these five group close together? This is six through ten what the hell this is the six through ten list yeah exactly i was out of all the little groups that i saw this was like this one just stood out to me because i didn't understand okay um so number three you have who utah okay and number four portland all right so so um espn had them going utah number one philly number two indiana number three L.A. number four and Portland number five.
0: Hell no. Yeah. So the Lakers are a 100 times better than the Indiana Pacers. I personally
1: think the Blazers were the only team that were ranked correctly.
0: I think the Utah Jazz were like a like a fire in the pan type thing.
1: Uh, I think the Utah Jazz are more of a grinded out. They have their personality and they're good because they play their type of basketball, but they don't have like a ton of talent. Exactly. They, they can can't draw, win a like, championship. If they get no, and if they get hurt, it's just like Yeah, if, if they Go, get hurt, they got Go, Go, nothing. If Gobert goes down, they're toast. If Donovan Mitchell goes down, they're toast. If Rubio you goes know. down, they're toast. Um but yeah, I thought that was interesting to have Lakers at number nine and have Indiana and Utah over LA with LeBron. I think Braun just by himself puts some goes over those guys
0: i 100 percent agree yes all right my second question also an nba question uh there's a couple rule changes to the nba this year uh one of them most notably is the nba is changing the rule that the shot clock resets to 14 instead of uh 24 when there's an offensive rebound what do you think of this like what how do you think this is going to affect the game um I, th- I don't think it's going to affect the game at all as far as
1: like competition wise i like no. i like the rule i wish this was a rule that was like it makes sense in the nba it's just, a pace of play rule it would be change. hard it would hard, well and it's just like really the first uh, traditionally that like, the first 10 seconds were to advance the ball to the front court you know right. what i mean so it's like 14 seconds is plenty of time for the nba to run a half court
0: set uh, oh, they not like plenty of time
1: and there's and there's. It's, it's tough to think that you could run 48 seconds off the clock if you get one offensive rebound.
0: Right. And also, I mean, already when there's like a kickball uh – a reach and foul that's on the ground or anything like that, the shot clock resets to fourteen already. Exactly. So it's it, like it's now just making it uniform for all of I don't these think types it's gonna of change. things. I,
1: don't, like, I think if you were to run the tape back, the percentage why they I think why they chose to um I'm sure the NBA gave them this information, but why they chose to do this is probably because a large percentage, like ninety-nine percent ninety-five percent of offensive rebounds were probably shot under 14 seconds. Shit, they were probably shot under 10 seconds.
0: They were probably shot under three seconds because it was probably I happening that, right under the rim.
1: Exactly. So I think this is a rule that they were able to put in, pay, in play because it's not going to affect your daily games. Right. And the games where teams are trying to clock out the game, it, they're not going to be able to do it. So exactly. So I think it, it, it's a great rule, and it was, a, it was a good vote.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm I'm cool with the rule change. I just thought, I mean, hey, it's a rule change in the NBA. Let's yep. – Let's talk about it.
1: No, I think yeah, and I, I think it's a good rule change. I don't think it's going to change any sort of no, yeah, any I think it's, competition. It's good for the league, and I think it's only going to help. So they they don't need that. The NBA does doesn't need that much time.
0: I agree. All right, All last right. question for you.
1: Last question. All right, this is kind of uh, we'll see we'll see how this one goes. I Uh-oh. don't know. Um, it's You're Jimmy. It's me. a Jimmy Butler question.
0: Oh, that's funny. I. I took out a Jimmy Butler question. Well,
1: so he so he said that he would like he asked Minnesota to be traded by media day. Yes, he did, and he was not traded by media day. And, and that he, and it seemed like it seemed like that was a, a reasonable request um, to yeah. be traded before media day because listening, he gave him me, like a week. If you're trading me, trade me before I have to go to in front of all the fans and act like I'm part of this team when right. he's really not. And um, then he just
0: didn't show up to media day.
1: Oh, he didn't show up. No, he didn't show up at oh, all. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, get
0: the, get this, Tibbs went to him like the night before media day and was like, look, I know you're not coming to media day, but will you at least show up to training camp? And he was like, no. Yeah. So where do you see him going? It was, this was, this is mi- the exact same question I had taken out. So, yeah, so was,
1: was it a mistake by not trading him? Um, and w- where do you see him going? Uh, Miami and Cleveland are the two teams that have shown strong interest. He had his preferred list, uh, Miami and Cleveland, neither one of them were on it. No, they weren't. Um, but they've shown the most interest. Where do you see him going? Was
0: it a mistake? Here, so, I saw a trade on the NBA trade machine on Twitter, and it really, it kind of took me by surprise of how much I actually liked it. Jimmy Butler and Gorgie Dang for Hassan Whiteside and Justice Winslow.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that, that's, that's uh, I think that's a great trade
0: for both sides.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially, yeah, that, that is a great trade for Minnesota because they they've got to try and get as much as they can out of him, which... The only thing is... They that, don't have very much leverage because everyone knows, and... Um, everyone knows he wants to leave, but that's a good one because I think people know Hassan Whiteside's unhappy as well. So exactly. That, that trading two unhappy players. Makes them when, happy. That's when
0: trades work out the best. Right. That was kind of similar to... I that, was just
1: about to say, there was a trade last year, I feel like that was the exact same. Like, Well, it, neither, neither guys wanted to be well, on the team. Well, I said...
0: I, no, it was me bringing up like, hey, Kawhi and Kyrie should get traded for each other if Kyrie really wants out of yeah, Boston. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yep, exactly.
0: Um... But, yeah, I mean, I don't know where he's going to go. The the only downside to that Hassan Whiteside deal is it kind of clogs up the middle with Carl Anthony Towns just signing that max rookie extension for $190 million. Mm-hmm. But that's obviously Minnesota drawing a line in the sand and being like, look, Carl's our guy. We're going to trade Jimmy. Rightfully so. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll be interested to see if Jimmy Butler is still a Minnesota Timberwolf before opening night. Uh, I don't think he will be. I I would think he wouldn't be, but stranger things have happened. All right. All right, let's go back to the pigskin. Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, and Josh Allen are all now the starters for their team. Mm -hmm. Sam Darnold was the only rookie to start game one, so we now have four rookie starting quarterbacks in the Mm -hmm. NFL. Mm -hmm. Who has the better career and why? Mayfield, Rosen, or Allen?
1: And I want to say real quick, um, week three, uh, I don't – I don't have the the resources or the time to look into if this is the first time this has ever happened, but uh, I don't know of a lot of a lot of years five quarterbacks being taken the first round. All five quarterbacks played on Sunday or this week. Um, right. Baker played on Thursday, but. Right. All five Lamar th- Jackson got in for Baltimore. Yeah, he always plays. I mean, he always oh. gets like package plays where he's out there, you know, oh, okay. as, like a dummy. He's not starting quarterback, but he's out there playing. He's getting he, some burn. He, he normally gets like yeah, he normally gets ten to fifteen snaps, I think. Oh, that's cool. Um so all five first round quarterbacks played this week. That's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty interesting. Pretty pretty cool so the three were baker mayfield josh allen and josh rosen yeah the who, three, the has, three who has a better starters yeah who has a better um, career out of those three uh, we're, I def, ta- we're I, taking darnold out of the equation i strongly think that the order is going to be baker rosen allen i so just in the order that i just listed them yeah out. i'm not i'm not a big fan of josh allen Neither um, am I.
0: but but
1: i haven't seen him play that much so I'm he not did hurtle I, I, a don't, guy. I don't have I don't have like a super strong opinion on Josh Allen, but to me he's like I said earlier, I always like judge these guys, but he's that quarterback that looks good in shorts and a t shirt. Yeah. Throwing routes. But when you get him in front of the big uglies, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, Josh Rosen's a guy that I think can be a good football player and I think he can develop to be a starter. Um, but I don't think he has the ceiling that Baker Mayfield has, whereas I think Baker Mayfield is a superstar. Um, he could be a guy that has confidence like Rogers. He could be a guy that could throw the ball like breeze. He could, you know, he's a winner. I think he's got championship mentality. Um, you know, I think the world of him, he's not, yeah. a, he's not a prototype. He's not six, five with a huge arm, No, but he's got a strong arm. He's an athletic yeah, kid. Yeah, he can sling it. Yeah, he's got a strong arm. He's an athletic kid, and and he can ball. He's got just like Deshaun Watson. I think what he lacks in measurables, he brings in that X factor. Like agreed. Baker,
0: like Baker has. I like that. I like that. Yep. All right. So that wraps it up. You got a shout out before we get out of here. I do. I do. We got a shout out, Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. Oh, um, you know, he's
1: the a, goat. There's, there's, you know probably three or four generations of people that will always incorporate Tiger Woods with golf. Yeah. Because if you're around in sports from the nineties and two thousands, you knew he who Tiger Woods. he was the most dominant athlete of his
0: generation. I mean, just look at, look at that scene from him walking to 18 yeah. on Sunday.
1: So, so my shout out is he, he got his first win on Sunday in five years, his 80th PGA title, um, in his career. That's if, awesome. And the first in five years. So yeah. he's sitting on 79 for five years Um, won by two strokes, and yeah, it's great to see Tiger back.
0: Yeah, he's got Tiger Woods. He's got the Ryder Cup this weekend. He's got the the big matchup with Phil. And and
1: I'm not. And I'm not a big golf fan. I'm not
0: a golfer. Um, but when Tiger Woods is
1: on, it's It's entertaining. It's entertaining. That's just he's one of those people that I turn the sport on purely because of him.
0: And and he and let's be real, you're not the only person. That In thinks that no, yeah.
1: it's it's similar to Ronaldo and Messi. Tiger um, Woods, Tiger Woods I mean?
0: is honestly the only reason a lot of people watch golf.
1: Yeah, it's Michael Phelps. You know, it's Usain Bolt. It's it's these all these individual that, athletes. It's these guys that they are the attraction. You yeah, know, yeah, they are I mean, the sport. Like, if if tennis is on, I'm changing the channel. But if I turn it on, it happens to be
0: Serena Williams. I'm I'm gonna watch, watch, a, watch it. I'll watch the same. I'll watch it. You yeah, know? I'll that's watch just, a
1: set. That's just how that's just how it goes. And Tiger Woods is that that guy.
0: All right. Well, my shout out this week is non sports related, but. It's uh, it's very heartfelt shouting out my dad. Yeah. Shout out pops. Yeah. It's uh, today September 25th 2018 is my dad's 55th birthday. The big double nickel. Double nickel. There we go. Uh, so happy birthday dad. I love you. I wouldn't be who he's, I am without you. He's wearing 55 tonight in your honor. I am wearing 55 in tonight in your honor but I wear 55 <laughs> every night <laughs> when I play basketball. Hey but tonight 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 it's for you dad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can get that Chris Paul treatment where he can drop 55 points tonight. Oh dude, that'd be so
0: tight. (laughs) All right. With that, that wraps up this week's episode of the TSK show. Don't forget. You can find us at TSK show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK show in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well we are also now on anchor just go to anchor.fm slash tsk show or download the anchor app for your iphone or android we appreciate you all so much for listening we'll be back next week with another great episode for you guys go pirates Peace. peace